0: This is AgriPulse Strive Time brought to you by AimPoint Research, utilizing best in class tools to help agribusiness leaders. Learn more at aimpointresearch.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. USDA's latest report day before the department issues sweeping projections at next week's Ag Outlook Forum trimmed soybean exports and corn usage on the way to increasing stocks for both commodities. Today's World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates report also dropped Brazilian soybean production, but not to the level traders were expecting. Mac Miller with the United Soybean Board says the report had a couple of key features.
1: The two things that jumped out to me were that uh, that export number factoring into ending stocks, and the um, slight cut to Brazilian production. I think market was generally looking for a little bit larger cut.
0: Miller says South American competition is nothing new for this time of year, and domestic demand is improving for American producers.
1: Let's also consider what's going on domestically, which I think is probably the more important story overall. We've got four straight months of you know record crush for each of those respective months uh, since the start of the meal and oil marketing year on October 1st. Uh, we've got more plants coming online this year. So so, you know, those those whole bean volumes coming out of the country, It doesn't. it's not surprising to see those take a, a step back, I think, in the near term as we have more and more uh, crush happening here within the United States.
0: He says the February release is typically a minute report given the upcoming data dump at the Ag Outlook Forum. There's more in our coverage on agripulse.com. The American Soybean Association is calling for quick action from the Environmental Protection Agency on the future of dicamba usage in the upcoming growing season. A judge pulled the registrations for several dicamba products earlier this week on procedural grounds. Now, ASA and 26 of its state affiliates say they want clarity from the agency that existing stocks can still be utilized. EPA's top pesticide official said yesterday the agency is still working to understand the implications of the court order. ASA also says the EPA should appeal the decision and seek a stay pending the appeal. ASA President Josh Gackle says if EPA does not allow producers to use the millions of dollars of dicamba stocks already on hand, farmers will be in a world of hurt. Steve Davies has the latest on the ruling and its implications in his coverage on agripulse.com. Finally today, the nation's beef industry has been operating with a pilot contract library for a little more than a year now, and many hope to see the dashboard stick around. Tanner Beamer with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association says a group of its members have been studying how the library
2: has been working thus far. What we found was, you know, that USDA largely had put together a product that was what we asked for. You know, we wanted a catalog of all of those different types of formulas and contracts that are made available by packers. That was what USDA delivered. And more importantly than them delivering it, they delivered it in a very user-friendly, easy-to-operate interface. He says some of the particulars about the information required some creativity from USDA. They still have to adhere to their confidentiality rules. But because there are no cattle volumes attached to the contracts that are listed in the library, the old 370-20 rule doesn't really apply in this situation. So they have found some more creative ways to protect that proprietary business information. But by and large, you know, that, that confidentiality threshold that they have to pass in order to record some or report something has not seemed to impact the quality of the information that's coming out of there. You know, a lot of this information was already available through LMR. It just was very difficult to find and piece together. Beamer
0: says NCBA supports making the contract library permanent through USDA's Agricultural Marketing Act rather than the Packers and Stockyards Act.
2: And that's because we think that the Market News Division is a much better place uh, for that program than is the Packers and Stockyards Division, which is a primarily enforcement type agency at USDA. I don't know what the prospect of that is, just given how divided Congress is and the fact that we haven't reauthorized uh, livestock mandatory reporting in almost four years. Um, But I think that that is something our members would, uh, would be in favor of and what we would ultimately try to achieve.
0: Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by Aimpoint Research. Strategic intelligence empowers decisions in a volatile market. Aimpoint Research utilizes best-in-class tools to help agribusiness leaders gain a deeper understanding of what's happening, what's going to happen, and how to prepare for the future. Don't wait, position your business now to ensure success tomorrow. Visit InPointResearch.com to learn more. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.